Good morning. Declare victory. This is Krishanda, who has joined the call this morning that would like to say hello. Good morning, Krishanda. This is Diane. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday. God bless you. God bless you, too. Good morning. Declare victory. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Shanta. Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good to hear your voice. God bless you. Bless you, too. Thank you. Hello, hello, good morning, Declare Victory family. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say hello? Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy good morning. Thursday. Good morning, <laughs> Deborah Evans. Happy Thursday to you. God bless you. You too, thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Hello, Victoria Susie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. You sound victorious. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning. Declare victory. Who else has joined the call this morning? I would like to say hello. Pretty Patrice. Hello, beautiful Pretty Patrice. How are you this morning? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Good to hear you sound. God bless you. God bless you as well. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. All right. Love you, sis. Love you too. Good morning. Declare victory. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say hello? Good morning. My name's Isis. Good morning, Isis. How are you this morning? I'm okay. You're okay? Well, today is a day of victory. Happy Thursday to you. God bless you. Thank you. You too. God bless you too. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Who else has joined the call this morning that would like to say hello? Good morning. It's Miss B. Happy, thankful Thursday. Happy, thankful Thursday. Good morning, Miss D. God bless you. God bless you too, sweetie. Thank you. Good morning, a thankful Thursday. Hey, hey, good morning. God bless you. Good morning. God bless you. (laughs) Thank you. It's a beautiful morning. God bless everyone that's joined the call. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning on this thankful Thursday?
all my victors, all our victorious people. Hi, good morning. This is Janet. Good morning, Janet. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. It's a new day. Happy Thursday, everyone. Anyone else that joined the call that would like to say good morning? Started hearing the birds chirping in the background. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Anyone else that joined the call that would like to say good morning? Well, if there isn't anyone, is that, do I hear someone that wants to say good morning? Oh, well, good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Sister Lisa coming in like the wind. Good morning. God bless you as well. God bless you. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, hey. Well, it's about that time now, so I'm going to ask Everyone, if you could, we're going to go ahead and get started. If you could put your phone on mute, just double check to make sure your phones are on mute. Hello, my name is Krishanda, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of April, where our monthly theme is entitled Mindset. The declarers will focus on the importance of having the right mindset to follow Christ and execute out his will. Make sure you invite a friend and so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out, Women's Call, hosted by Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan, by John Bevere. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app. Um, so I don't see anything here, and I didn't receive any prayer requests. So the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sister Diane, and the declaration will be brought by Sister Tanya. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. The order of the call, again, is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sister Diane. The declaration will be brought by Sister Tanya. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture reading for today is 1 Timothy 6, 5. And constant friction between men of depraved mind and deprived of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. 
At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute and in, until just instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Sister Diane. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you this morning, Lord God, with a renewed mind, oh God, and a changed mind, mindset. Father, we just thank you this morning because you are holy, a holy God, and you call us to be a holy people. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord God, that we have our strength and health this morning. Father, we thank you for a new mindset every morning, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just give you praise and we give you honor this morning, Lord God. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for opening our eyes each morning, opening our mouth each morning. You said to open our mouth and you will fill it. God, we thank you that you that the filling of your word in in the inside of us, oh Lord. God, we just praise you this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for your loving kindness is better than life. Each and every morning we wake up, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, you are Jehovah Shammah, the God who loves, the God who lives, the God who gives us the things that we need. We thank you for being Adonai, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for being Elohim, the everlasting God. God, we just give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for molding and shaping us into the likeness of you. God, we thank you this morning, Lord God, that we can call on your name, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, we we thank you for your mercy this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for being healthy this morning. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift up those prayer requests that was not heard. But God, you know every prayer request within us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, we just give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for the declare as she comes forth with the word. God, let the word stay with us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We give you praise. Father, I thank you this morning for declaring victory, oh God. I thank you for Dee Dee, and I thank you for for Anya, and I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I just give you praise this morning, Lord God, as she brings forth the message this morning. Let the message stick in our heart. Let the message, oh God, stay with us as we walk daily, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over Dion, oh God. God, I just give you praise, Lord God. I thank you for her, for her, Lord God. I thank you for each one of the declares, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that your word comes out of their mouth and go into our hearts, oh God, that we may do what thus says the Lord. So, Father, I thank you for family this morning, and I thank you, Lord God, for our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Father, I thank you for all of those who are dealing with things, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, you said, speak those words as though it was. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. So, Father, I as we go forth in this 
lesson today, O oh God. Keep us in perfect peace. You said he who keepeth mind stayed on you, you will keep them in perfect peace. So, Father God, I give you praise this morning for your peace. I give you honor this morning just for who you are. So, Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we give you glory. I now pass the call over to Tammy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Diane, before you mute, I just want to make sure you can hear me okay. Yes, I can. Perfect, perfect. Well, again, good morning to everyone. Thank God for another for his goodness and his mercy and his kindness. You know, I was talking with somebody the other day, or maybe I was just thinking, I might ask, because I say this often, I was reminded of the scripture that says that we get brand new mercies, um, not once a week, <laughs> brand new mercies every single day. They're never recycled. Um, you don't get what I didn't use, and but brand new mercies. Anyway, this has been um, our our series every month. Um, it just seems that we go higher and higher. There have been some great shares on mindset this morning, but I have to tell you, Dale Belcher dropped the mic last Friday, and I was like, uh, there's nothing left to talk about. <laughs> His share was really phenomenal, and if you missed it, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the playback, and it was from last Friday. Now, if we think about um, the word mindset, there are a ton of secular and Christian books about mindset. For example, Battlefield of the Mind. I think Joyce Meyer authored or penned that book. Uh, winning the War in Your Mind. Mindset. Open your mind to new possibilities. Conquering the chaos in your mind. Finding freedom from torment. Changing your mindset for good. Mindset matters. Shifting from thought to actions etc etc but today i want to focus on the mechanics of changing your mindset as i perceive them in other words some practical steps to get you to the other side of where you are now if you're not ready for change please don't hang up please listen to gain understanding in preparation for change my objective is to, provide, is to provide you with tools and information to make an informed decision about getting to the other side of your right now. Now, there are three questions um, in preparation for, that I want to ask you in preparation for changing your mindset, or three questions that I'm just going to put out there. You're not going to take your phone off mute. Uh, if you're a note taker and you want to participate, you might want to get a pen and a piece of paper because you may not be able to hold all this information in your mind. So the first question is, what's your location? Where are you mentally, emotionally, spiritually? You know, so in other words, are you ready for change or not? Do you want God's help or not? 
Are you sick and tired of your situation? But that's what I mean by um, where is your location, okay? Um, only you can identify this location. I can't do it. Nobody else can do it. Only you can identify your location. Anything less than being sick and tired of your situation may be an indicator that you're not ready. So just write down your location. You're not sharing these, your answers with anybody. There are no right and wrong answers. It's just where you are. Here's the next one. What perverse thinking needs to change? Perverse thinking, as we talked about, as Dion brought out in her share, I think it was last month, any thoughts that are not in alignment with God's word or with God. Let's do a Selah on that. Yeah, that might have been a gut punch, a gut a gut puncher for some people. But seriously, the first thought that entered your mind, that would be the one to focus on, the first thought that entered your mind. And again, only you can identify your perverse thinking. You may want to write that down too. Third, how far are you willing to go? No successful athlete starts off with a mindset to achieve second place. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. You've lost before you even started. So anything less than I'm willing to go all the way or I'm giving it 100 may be an indicator that you're not ready for change. So write it down. Listen, if you don't like your answers, you can change your mind about them. Let's talk about some tools that we use. First tool that I use to change my mind about something that I make a decision. Yep, sounds super, super simple. It may be easier than simple, but that's the first thing that I do. I make a decision. No matter what it is, no matter the length of time you've been dealing with, whatever it is, no matter how big or how small, a decision is required to do anything. To get up or to stay in bed, use cash or credit, answer the booty call or block the phone number, believe God or not. Submit your will or rebel. It requires a decision. Now, some people trick themselves into thinking they can ignore the thing, whatever it is that they want to change or, yeah, whatever it is they want to change. But ignoring the thing is a decision to do nothing. So you've decided and your decision is to do nothing. You know, indecision is a primary factor for remaining stuck. Being skeptical, conflicted, uncertain, etc., feeds indecision. 
And the unknown outcome is what contributes to the decision, to the indecision in most cases. For example, the pain, the hardship, or other barriers are irrelevant. It's human nature to take the path of least resistance. Unfortunately, we get bamboozled into adapting to the discomfort, and it's a wrap. But for some, the thought alone of change terrifies us. So we mask it, justify it, dress it up, and lie to ourselves about it as a coping mechanism. Some suffer quietly and meditate it, excuse me, medicate it, but your silent scream is so loud that it's deafening. The first tool is to decide. Second, as far as my tools that I use, is to repent. Now, the biblical definition of the word repent is to change one's mind. So to change your mind about whatever it is, you fill in the blanks. I don't, I don't know. Just so that I, we ensure that um, I'm not just making this stuff up and this is my opinion. I'm going to give you some scriptures. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That's Acts 3.19 in the ESV version. Again, repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. So in other words, change your mind about whatever the thing is. You fill in the blank. Turn your back on whatever it is. You fill in the blank. You, you know what that looks like. You ghost it. You white it out. It's dead to you. You do a 180, not a 360. Again, the second tool, repent. The third tool that I use is to set benchmarks. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the secular definition of benchmarks is, uh, of a benchmark is a standard or point of reference against which things may be compared or assessed. You know, you analyze it. Is it this? Is it that? You know, could it be you know, you think about that thing. Now, a, a, a spiritual benchmark for me is um, when I look at the Old Testament characters, like I thought about Jacob and I thought about Abraham, whenever God did something major for them, they set up like an altar, like a, um, uh, well, I won't even go into that, but they set up an altar as a reminder of God's intervention or as a testimony about what God did for them. Benchmarks are necessary to measure progress and to make adjustments. So on your destination to, uh, to, to uh, improving and change, the, the, the benchmarks need a starting place first, right? Um, and it's, it's, it's like where we draw the line in sand. For example, if I am, if I've decided that I need to change my, my, thinking, my mindset about my eating habits, not go on a diet. Like I, I want to change my mindset about how I, how I think about what I think about food, um, the types of foods that I want to eat. I got to start someplace. So I can't start with everything that I do because that would be like really like self-sabotage. It would be like 
um, too much for me, but maybe I could start with one thing. Maybe I can give up French fries. I like French fries. I like fried chicken wings too. Maybe I'm not giving up the fried chicken wings, but maybe I'll give up the French fries or I'll change the way that I prepare them. And I, I make a decision that as of Monday, you know, Monday is a great time to change the beginning of the week. Some people feel Sunday is whatever. It could be Wednesday for you. But my benchmark of when I'm going to start make the, making these changes is, you know, April the 20th, 2023. And I give myself 30 days. That's a good time to, that's, a, that's about the norm of uh, the, the, the length of time that it takes to break a habit. So four to six weeks, okay? So, so I write it down. And in 30 days, so I'm, I've, I may even decide, you know, I'm going to record what I eat every day. I might decide to do that. Or I may decide once a week, I'm going to, I'm going to check, I'm going to measure my progress to see, did I eat any French fries? Okay. I blew it. I ate some French fries, but I only ate half of the order. Or, um, and, and, and then the next week I only ate, my kid ordered some French fries for their meal and I asked if I could have two. I'm making some progress. Okay, but I but if I didn't benchmark it, I don't I don't know if I made any progress or not. And so that might be um, a, a way of self sabotage if we don't mark benchmark where we started, right? Because every little success, even if I only ate, even in your in your mind, you might feel like, well, you still ate some French fries, but in my mind, that's progress because I didn't ask for seconds. I didn't go to that, you know, you can go to some restaurants. I'm spending too much time on French fries. <laughs> some restaurants, you know, you can buy them out. They'll continue to give a refill. Well, I didn't, you know, normally I would have gotten three refills maybe. I wouldn't, but I'm just saying. But this time I only got an order of French fries. That's progress for me. May not be for you, okay? Benchmarks. Now, now let's move into the word a little bit because some of you might be getting a little antsy. Um, the flesh versus spirit, the hostile mindset. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Romans 8, 5 through 7. That kind of blew me away that we can be, we can have a hostile mindset towards God. God, I repent right now. I don't want to ever have a mind, a hostile mindset towards God. Like, really? Who does that? We do when we ignore the word of God, when we, when we pay attention, when we feed our flesh, when we, we satisfy the flesh. Our desire is to live according to the flesh. We are hostile towards God. Decide to change your mind. The work. Oh, my God. There's that four-letter word. The work. <laughs> the desires in your heart for change are God-inspired. That's the good news. 
the inspiration to call in each day and follow this series. Staying on the line when you want to hang up or maybe you hung up and you call back. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Meditating on the information received. Applying some of the suggestions, you guys. This is good news because it's God who's inspiring you and moving you, nudging you towards change. He won't force you, but what he does is he sets things up so that we're exposed to things that that give us an aha or what I like to call a God moment. And we begin to think, hmm, maybe I can change. Wow, I can do that. Oh, my God, I'm hostile to God. Like those things are God moments that give you the indication that change is possible. See, the Holy Spirit is at work. You, you know, we, we, we give the Holy Spirit a bad rap when we, um, when we hyper-spiritualize stuff. Speaking in tongues is a great thing. Speaking in what I call your kingdom, it's a great tool, but that's not this. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Um, the Greek word for it is paraclete. And so as our helper, he will help us in our, in our journey to change. We do our part and we allow him to do the rest. And guess what? Not only will he help us, he will provide the resources that are necessary in order for us to carry, carry it through to the end. Uh, Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ. That's Philippians 1 and 6. It's in the NIV. So being willing, being obedient, being be, be honest, be confident that God will help you change your mind. Change your mind about fear. Change your mind about rebellion. Change your mind about disobedience. Change your mind about the hostility that we have towards God when we satisfy the desires of the flesh. And guess what? You can testify to yourself that you are obedient, willing, and, and, and courageous. Well, how you do that? Let me tell you. I'm Kojic. I'm a Kojic kid. I know how to do that if I don't know how to do nothing else. First, giving honor to God who is the head of my life to his son, Jesus, and to the precious gifts of the Holy Ghost. I truly thank and praise God for being here today, trying to find me yesterday, sanctified and filled with mighty burning fire. I testify today that I am uh, obedient. I testify today that I'm willing. I testify today that I am courageous and that I will not be tricked or uh, bamboozled into thinking that I'm a loser. That's your testimony. And guess what? You can testify out loud every day as many times as you want to until you begin to believe that testimony. Come on here, somebody. The Holy Spirit will not abandon us in the process. Yes, there's a process. Nothing happens overnight. Respect the process. Do your part and let God do the rest. Now, what's on your mind? Replace your thoughts and nurture your mind daily with scriptures like this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4, 8 through 9. I remember, and and that's in the NIV, I remember being in situations where um, it seemed like I was never going to get out of them or it seemed like it was too hard for me to bear or the thought seemed to consume me. It was like it filled up my mind with um, kindling, really dry grass, and sparks began to, the sparks were random thoughts that kept trying to ignite this dry matter in my brain. And mm, then I smelled smoke burning. And I was like, oh my God, does anybody smell that besides me? And it seemed like nobody smelled it. And it caught fire. It felt like my brain was on fire. And all I could do was um, think about things that were lovely and pure and think about how God is a rescuer and think about that God is a, he's faithful. He won't allow me to sustain or allow me to um, experience anything that I can't endure. And as I began to think about things that were lovely, things that were pure, things that were trustworthy, the fire began to subside. All I had left in was smoke and all of a sudden the smoke was gone. And somebody, something on the inside shouted, all clear, all clear. And that word, I kept saying it over and over and over. I'm going to think about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. I'm only going to concentrate on things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Are you willing to die for your cause? Yeah, are are you willing to die? I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. Are you willing to die for change? Are you, are you willing to die for your cause? Are you committed enough to die so Christ? can live through you? Because really, that's what Paul is saying here in Galatians 2.20. It has nothing to do with him. I can't do nothing. Let me just die. And then I can live by faith in the Son of God, who is Jesus Christ. Let me, let me, let me end with this case study. I, I, 
you know, when we do research and uh, assessments, it's important for us to find case studies. Now, we can find case studies that support a hypothesis, which is, you know, a thought, or we can find case studies that don't support the hypothesis, right? The, 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 the thought, the case that we have. So, 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 so let's, let's use Brother Isaiah. Who, who gave this word 800 years before the incident even happened. It says, Isaiah uh, 50, 6 through 7, and I'm looking at the NIV. It says, I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting because the sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. Isaiah 56 through 7. What, what, flint, what is flint? flint? Flint is like a very hard rock. Isaiah compares flint to horses' hooves. Their arrows are sharp. All their bows are strung. Their horses' hooves seem like flint. Their chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Isaiah 5 and 28, NIV. Ezekiel's reference of flint is as unwavering determination unwavering determination. But I will make you as unyielding and hardened as they are. I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. Do not be afraid of them or terrified by them, though they are a rebellious people. Ezekiel 3, 8 through 9. Now, Unwavering determination, that is, mindset, is what Jesus exemplified on his crucifixion journey. Not for his sin, not for his ratchet life, but for ours and to give us access to change our mind about living a perverted lifestyle. Again, perverted being a lifestyle that is outside of the will of God for you. Luke 9 and 51 says, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. In other words, Jesus Christ set his face like flint. He had unwavering determination. Now, check this out. Jesus knew full well what to expect. He knew about the psychological torture he could expect, the lies, the accusations, the rejection, the abandonment. Who volunteers to be, who volunteers for psychological torture? Who volunteers to be humiliated? 
Yeah, the humiliation of being spat upon. But the ultimate humiliation is nakedness. Now, scholars argue about whether Jesus was um, crucified completely naked or whether he had that little um, loincloth that we see that's draped to, to protect his genitalia. But as sick as the Romans were, if the objective was humiliation, it's not a far stretch to say that, to, to, to believe that Jesus was completely naked hanging on the cross because it would definitely add insult to injury to be butt naked covered by blood and your entrails and um, body matter, but fully naked. Physical torture. He was punched in the face to the, to the degree his face was disfigured. They pulled his beard hairs from his face. Now, you know, <laughs> when I pluck my eyebrows, you know, it, it hurts. I cannot imagine having my my beard plucked from my face. Men, you might know better what that feels like. They they plaited, they created a crown of thorns and they smashed it, you know, in his head. Um, the, the whipping block. Um, he's tied to a whipping black. Excuse me, whipping block where his back is fully exposed. It's not. He's not whipped with a belt. He's whipped with a whip. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's said to be a leather whip with three different, um, like cords that are plaited with bones and steel, um, so that, so that every single lash, and there were between 39 and 40 lashes, according to Roman history, every time the whip comes in contact, yeah, I'm making it graphic. I, I want you to understand, um, what unwavering determination was like for Jesus. So every time these grown men, these soldiers who were trained to inflict pain, um, um, reared back the whip and it made contact with his flesh, it plucks out, it's not just a whip, but it plucks out um, um, uh, um, flesh. It plucks out flesh because that's what it's designed to do and on top of that he's carrying a cross full of now this is not a nice neat sanded down cross it's a it's wood that i'm sure they did not finish full of splinters and all other kinds of things that is that he has to carry on a back that is completely exposed probably looking like hamburger meat his shoulders he has to carry that on his shoulders. He's exhausted mentally and physically from being up all night. Um, he's drained emotionally. He's drawn, drained mentally. And we're not even at the cross yet. Where he's finally uh, nailed to a cross where he hangs for hours. But there was no changing Jesus' mind about the task he was born for. He was destined to die for you. So you could have access to unwavering determination if 
you would decide to change your mind about you fill in the blank. Now, I know we have stuff. I know it can be challenging. And while I don't mean to trivialize it, nothing you are facing or have faced compares to what Jesus endured and his mindset about doing it. So what are we doing? We're going to stay where we are and suffer unnecessarily? Are we going to break the mold and change for legacy's sake? Completely up to you. That's it. My name is Tanya, not Tanya. But God calls me Kara, the called out one, the sent one to preach his word. Um, I know that was a lot. Let me pray first and then we'll then we'll greet and um Ah, yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, so that we can um so that we can greet each other and uh, and we can go into love, life and victory. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. We thank you and praise you for your son Jesus and all that he did for us on the cross. And we're gonna take our phones off mute just to give you just to give you praise for who you are and what you are to us. Thank you for the ability to change if we desire. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. 
God, we bless you because you're worthy. Wow. I feel lifted. <laughs> I feel lifted. I thank God for his presence. He's so wonderful. So I guess we'll go ahead and we will uh, open the call up so that we can greet one another this morning. If you may, if you didn't get a chance to say good morning uh, because you called in a little late, it's okay. We we set aside time in the morning so that we can greet one another. But we want to give our brothers an opportunity first to say good morning or for if you're a first-time caller or if you've never, ever said a word on the call, you've never said good morning, we want to open and extend an invitation to you. So the three categories are we're going to allow our brothers, first we're going to greet each other with saying good morning, or we're going to allow first-time callers or people who uh, have never said good morning before. Those three categories is what is uh, we're going to open the call up for first. Okay, if 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 nobody fits that category, it's a free for all. Whoever wants. To. Oh, hello. Hello, this is Mark calling. Hey, and, Mark. Um, I just wanted to just say I I don't usually say too much, uh, but I just need you guys to be in prayer for me. I've been dealing with a lot of pain for the last couple of days, and uh, I just woke up and just really in severe pain right now. But just you know, as your time goes by through the day, just keep me in prayer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up your son who's made a, a appeal, uh, who is in pain. You didn't call us to be in pain. Father, I thank you that wherever the pain is, that you go there now. Your, your word says, and you sent your word and healed them. So we thank you for your miraculous healing in Marv's body. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Miss Leomia. Have a great day. Love you. Hey. Good morning, Mama Leomia. Hey, Tan. Good morning. It's Yolandra. Um, I just want to say good morning, but I do want to make a comment when you open up the call. Thanks. Okay. I, I, you will be first. Good morning, Yolandra. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Good great morning, Sherry, Krishanda. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, morning. Victory. Uh, Good morning, Victory. Good morning, Victory. Hey, Patsy. Hey, Patsy. Good to hear you. Good morning, Mrs. Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Good morning, Mrs. Wonderful Wanda. Hey, wonderful. Hey, good morning. 
This is Gloria. Prosperous Pam. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Prosperous. Good morning, morning, Liberty. Good morning, Liberty. And there was one other person. This is Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. Morning is jubilant. Hey, Juju. Anyone else want to say good morning before we open it up? Good morning, T. Good morning, Didi. Good morning, Tan. Can when you get a chance, can you just do Oh How I Love Jesus? Just that one chorus, please. Who is this? You know who it is, your little sis, but that hits so hard. That's all <laughs> I can hear is my grandmother singing Oh How I Love Jesus because he first loved me and because you have that voice. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first Love me, to me, he is so wonderful, to me, he is so wonderful, to me, he is so wonderful. Because he first loved me. Thank you, Jesus. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. Anybody else want to say good morning? If not, we're going to transition into love. Good morning. Thank you for your declaration. It was amazing. This is Sister Sylvia. I cannot complain because I have never been beat or whipped like that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. All right. I guess we'll open it up for love, life, and victory. I know Yolanda is driving. So, Yolanda, if you're able to uh, come off mute. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. 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 And. Tanya, not Tanya, man, I just want to thank you, my God, you know, uh, I or we, when we talk about our travails and, you know, things that we go through, you know, um, it's nothing compared to what Christ went through, and when you remind me of how explicit and how torturous and how inhumane uh, they treated him. Um, it, it, it just brings everything. I mean, I, I just want to cry. I was literally in almost in tears as you were graphically telling or retelling, uh, giving account of what he went through. You know, as a kid, I, you know, I, I knew I went to church and there was a, 
a fixture, if you will, erected on the wall at church, and this man was hanging off the, and I, I understood that he died, but I thought he just died, right? Right. But for, for me, you're like, it's like, hmm, the more I evolve uh, in my spiritual man, um, the more I understand the sacrifice that Christ made for me, right, it literally blows my mind. Because I thought they just hung him up there and he died right. in the story, yep. right? So yep. when I saw The Passion, that movie, The Passion, something yep. changed for me. Yeah. It changed for me, right? And so when I think about, you know, you know, and, and, I, and I'm not discounting our struggles, you know, in this world, right? But not only was it a uh, a mindset, a made-up mind that Christ had for each and every one of us, he was passionate about it. Yes. He would not let anything deter him from his destiny. For me, yeah, and he and and, and they tortured him for right. hours. I yeah. just can't imagine how anybody could do any, and he did it for me. Yeah. So when I'm going through something, I need to remember this is nothing to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in me. I just yeah. need to hold on, man. Whatever yes, my it. struggles are, whatever it is in this no life. No matter what. Just hold no on. No matter what. You said it. They tortured him. Yes, they did. And at any time, he could have removed himself from that situation. Yep. But his mind was made up. Yep. What a glorious sacrifice. So thank yes. you for remem- reminding me about that. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, and again, you're welcome. You're welcome. Again, not to trivialize any, because some of us have gone through some horrific things, not to trivialize it at all. But when you put it into perspective, yeah. Somebody else wanted to say something? I hear a background yeah, I, noise. I want to jump in. Okay. Beatty. I want to go ahead. Okay. Prosperous Pam. I'm sorry. And then Beatty. Okay. And did I hear somebody else? Pretty. Pretty. Okay. In that order, please. Okay. So I'm just, uh, everything Yolanda said is what I was feeling too. I got on the call and was like going to go down a whole nother rabbit hole because <laughs> you would say some, something else. And I was like, wow, I got to even give that anything. Um, I love, um, same thing, the passion of the Christ, but even before that, but just the details are so necessary for me because it resets my mind. It really changes my mindset on things when I'm reminded that Jesus came on this earth, not to say, oh, I'm God. He, he walked through every single thing that we have experienced in our life. And that's why I love reflecting on, um, you know, not only the trauma, someone's not on mute, um, not only the trauma he went through, but he even went through the mental anguish the day before, the night before in Gethsemane. I always think about that, the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, where he was in such 
um, mental, he didn't even want to have to go through. He was like, Lord, if you could take this from me, take it, but not my will, your will be done. Where he sweat, drops of blood, where he asked the disciples, stay up and uh, watch so I could go away and pray. And he came back and they were asleep. And this happened three times. He said, can you stay up? And he went back again to pray, came back, they were asleep. Third time he went to pray, came back, they were asleep. And, but it, he, he stayed on it. His mind was right. He sacrificed so much. Thank you, Sister Chan, for that amazing declaration. That, that reminder is so necessary. God bless you, you, woman of God. I love you. Okay, going on mute. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, I think Diddy was next. Yes, yeah, sis. Oh, my God. Sis. You know, I'm already a crybaby at this school with this crying saw, but thank you for just reminding me. So, Somebody is off mute. It's a little distracting, but I'll keep talking. So when I had my near-death experience in hold 95. Hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. If you are, everybody just take a minute, please. Even if you're going to speak next, take a minute, put your phone on mute. And you may not be aware that it's on mute, especially if you, I mean, excuse me, that you're off mute, especially if you're moving around. It sounds like somebody that's outside or you might be in a car. Please mute yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I was just going to tell you that I was in tears because you're right. The graphicness of his death, we don't think about it. And Yolanda reminded me of the plays we watched, and they just hung him on the cross, and he died. No, no, no. So for me, considering the cross has helped my mental state, even with offense. I know it may, may not make sense for anybody else because since my dad's death, I have been in my feelings with some people and some things, but your share this morning, Tanya, whew, it, it opened up some things. I'm like, how dare you? Even with what you think is horrible here on this earth and even with my near-death experience, I was saying that because I had to heal from the inside out. Never felt pain like that before in my life. You're just open and they have to um, pack your wounds. But I can't even imagine that pain that he went through when you were talking about that. Oh, it's just a lot. So I'm grateful that you reminded me. Don't matter what, that, that, that what he bore on the cross for everything from offense to get out your feelings, people hurt, whatever it is, if you really consider the cross and think about how horrible he died, he did it for us. Nothing else will matter. You're going to get shook because things are going to happen, but you won't be so, you know, tied up and hung up with being in your feelings and not, girl, let me tell you, sis, big sister Tanya, I love you. I didn't took three walks around this park, and I'm free, for real. Like, it don't even matter. Amen. Things that I was tripping on don't even matter because he did it on the cross. Yeah, yeah, he did. He really did. He really did. Thank you, Dee Dee. Uh, I think Pretty was next. Good morning. Good Pastor morning, Kate. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your declaration this morning. You know, when you were talking about your mind being on fire. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Tans, I can just visualize 
just like I just visualized. Yolanda talking about how Jesus died on the cross and how he bore those stripes on his back and how they beat him and plucked his beard. and He did all of that for me and for you. And so, you know, when we're going through, we just have to remember and be reminded that he took way more than we could ever endure. And if he did it, we can do it. So thank you, woman of God. I love you. God bless you. I love you more. Thank you. Thank you. God be praised. Um, was there was there somebody after Pretty that um, was trying to say something? Yes. Awesome declaration this morning. Oh, how I love Jesus. And you uh, took me back to Isaiah 50 and 7, getting our eyes set like a plant. And we have to have our minds renewed. I didn't write down, but I do thank you for opening it up today. It really is a very, very deep, heartfelt worship uh, this morning. The prayer and your uh, your testimony of your uh, when your sister came on and talked about your grandmother. Singing, oh, how I love Jesus. That's a mindset change. I thank God for holiness. I thank God as you opened up with uh, the testimony of how we, at one time, when those who came up in Kojic, Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's, I got. Uh, saved when I was 16, mm. and it was in uh, Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ. And I tell you, this morning, it took me back to when I was 16, how those women, they did not allow you to leave that altar until your mind had been renewed. Think on these things, which are lovely. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you so much. As God they bless say, you. I'm in my feelings today, but God bless you. You and your sister. Okay. Amen. Thank Amen. You so much. Anyone else? Hey, good morning, Tan. Um, hey. Great, great, great share. <laughs> um, you know, as everybody was talking about um, what Christ suffered for us, we're talking about how he suffered, right? Um, mm-hmm. But going past how he suffered, because like you said, not to diminish how um, we do some pains. And, and I think about the atrocities that have happened to us as a people. We've been tarred and feathered and hung upside down and hung and, you know, burned and all kind of stuff. But not only us, a lot of people have gone through some horrific deaths, right? Some deserving, some undeserving. Um, 
beyond how he suffered, let's look at why he suffered and what he did and what he accomplished through that suffering. And he came to die for the sins of the world. So he bore our sins on him. The greatest pain that he talked about wasn't the nails, wasn't the piercing in his side. While he was on the cross dying, he literally said, why have you forsaken me? This was the first time he ever felt separated because of sin from his father. The weight of sin of the world was on him. Even while he was in the garden, he was like, why do I have to go through this? Nevertheless, like Pam said, because he knew it wasn't about him. It was about all of us for our sins that he suffered. And so when sin separated us from and he came back to reconcile us and wasn't deterred by nothing and was determined to reconcile us back to God and make it right, thank you, Jesus. Right? But what happens when we sin? And it keeps interfering with our relationship. And he hasn't moved, but we have. And we keep stepping away, and he's still there. And then we get pumped by that devil to believe like there's no going back because you talked about a mindset of repentance. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Thank, Thank you, sis. Mind about how we feel and agreeing with God that what we've done is wrong because he said it, not because we said it, but because he said it. And to the best of our ability, because we got Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, deciding to go in the right direction, which is the opposite direction of anything that's not pleasing before him. Are we perfect? No. But can we do it? Yes. All things are possible to them that believe because he's in us. That, that, that becomes a transformation of becoming like Christ. Love you, too. Love you, too. God bless you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, mindset. You know, one of the things that you can do um, for people, you know, when you are, when you're in the, as you're going through the process, you, you, you have your benchmarks, you, you see that you made, you made some progress in, in the process, right? We are overcomers by the words of our testimonies. That's the scripture. I don't know where it's found, but you can Google it and find out where it is. We are overcomers by the words of our testimonies. We can testify to ourselves. Testifying is like making a declaration, right? And so one of the things that you can do, especially on a, on a, in a, in a, during a time or a day that perhaps you feel almost defeated, you're not, but like you want to, you know, eat five donuts or, you know, you don't want to go, whatever it is that you're doing, right, that, that you're changing your mind about, um, you can testify about the goodness of Jesus and how the Holy Spirit is able to keep you. You don't have to do the first giving honor to God stuff. You don't have to do the, what would you call that, a salutation. You don't have to do that first. But you can you can just say out loud. You can say out loud, I testify that I am strong. Uh, I, excuse me, that I am weak. And because I'm weak, he's strong in me. You can testify that I am more than a conqueror. I testify that I'm more than a conqueror, that I have the faith, the courage to to, to make it through this day. I testify instead of complaining about, oh, this is hard, 
oh man, why did this have to happen to me? Those kinds of things that we, that, that self, that please self, and that will end, help us end up being in an entire pity party. Flip that thing around. Change your mind about how you feel about it. You can testify about Philippians 4 and 8. I testify that I live, that I am thinking about good things. I'm thinking about prosperous things. I'm thinking about what it looks like when I come out of this. I'm going to live here. I'm going to do this. I'll be able to do that. You can begin to talk about the way that you see yourself. So change the view. Change the channel from negative to positive, yes. Okay, so, you know, you guys know that I I won't say take care of my mom because she's still taking care of herself, but I'm just um, her assistant. (laughs) And so the movie, Come Out in Jesus' Name, I didn't realize how that impacted some of my thought processes, how I've been dealing with even caring for my mom and, you know, my marriage and my children and grandchildren. But when I changed my mindset, because it's tiresome, to do, she has a lot of appointments and there's a lot of things that she's not understanding her age and neither do I, but I started getting a little overwhelmed. So I said, mm-hmm. stop for a minute and really think about the blessing that it is that you're able to do this. And so I no longer, I make a fun out of it. Even when I'm like, got to take her to Wakanda for an appointment and it's the wrong day, I'm no longer getting irritated. And I'm being honest because it's like, oh man, mom. I'm making it more about her and how life is a circle. Mm. So when I think about all she's done for me, I can't help but not, you know, even when I'm tired, I'm not, I don't want her to feel like she's a burden or so so that helped me. The mindset is real. So I can't just always think it's not about me. You know what I mean? It's like, God, you placed me in this position to be here to do this. So do it and do it well, do it in excellence. Don't mumble or complain because I'm sure she had time taking care of three kids by herself. So I'm just grateful that I got a chance to just think about some things that I didn't know I needed to renew my mind about. And so just want to share that. Yeah, absolutely, Didi. I can relate to that. Change your mind about how you view the situation. Even for those of you who are, um, you know, caring for, you know, you're, you are, you're taking care of your minor children. Well, you made them. So, you know, can't really give them back. Change your mind about that situation. You know, they're, they're kids. They go through different phases or whatever um, to take the pressure off of yourself. And remember when you were a kid, what did you do? How were you? What what was your <laughs> – might change your perspective. Listen, you can you, – you're, you're going to be fine. You're not going to – you're not going to be so overwhelmed unless you allow yourself to be. You don't have to, though, get so overwhelmed that you stress out and you shut down. You never want to get to yeah. that point. Anybody else? Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I heard more than one person. Who, who, who's that right now? Who is that? I'll go. I'll, I'll go after. Is that is that Prosper? Yeah, but it was okay, someone else, else, and I'll go after okay. them. Yeah, we want you to speak. We just want you to. Uh, we want to give it get an order so you can be heard. So who was the other person? Sister Sylvia. Okay. So why don't we go? Okay. So let's do Krishanda, who hasn't spoken. Let's do Sylvia, and then let's do Prosperous. I'll make mine really quick. Um, really great declaration and all the comments this morning. And just as Sister um, Didi was speaking, and I was thinking about some of the other folks that have had to take care of their parents, and just thinking about the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, 
it reminds me of that scripture is that there is no greater love than to sacrifice or lay down your life for your friends. Um, so in that, that we're modeling um, his sacrifice. Um, uh, he says, love him and then love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, so thank you for that reminder. I also really enjoyed um, the mindset piece that you shared, really giving us tools to break down into bite-sized pieces where we need to shift, where we get sick and tired of things. So not try to do it all once where we might fail, but just to take steps, take a little bite-sized pieces of things, the example of the fries or whatever it is. So great declaration. God bless you. Thank you. I think Sylvia would be next. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm getting a little older, so I have to try to remember <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, I guess the freshest thing, I, I have a few points I wanted to comment on, but the since we were on the topic, Didi began with uh, taking care of parents as I'm sitting outside my mom's house in San Francisco. Um, and I remember, you know, even talking to my mentor about it, like, oh, I'm just so tired, tired, tired. And then she'll say, well, remember, you know, a few years ago, your mom, you know, you were preparing her funeral. She was on hospice. You didn't think she would make it and she's still here. And so the gratitude in that and the mindset, though, you know, working as a chaplain and in spiritual care, the mindset shifted when I realized that I wasn't just my mother's daughter, but our caregiver, but I was becoming her chaplain and her spiritual uh, person and, you know, having her recite scriptures that she, see if she remembered them. She'd ask me even today, you know, if she's in pain, can you have me, you know, look at the scripture and let me say this and, you know, listening to her gospel. So it, it changed my mindset where it didn't feel like a task or a burden or that I'm rather exhausted, but just being able to spend time with this 87-year-old who raised five kids and being the only one here for her, hearing her stories, listening to her, and also seeing her suffer and in pain because she has chronic pain, uh, which is difficult. But at the same time, it's a spiritual sacredness that happens in every single visit with her. No different, you know, than with I'm with a patient. The only difference did it is that this is my mom. Right. So I just wanted to comment on that. And the other thing with the mindset as a recovering addict, you know, some of us who have been in recovery for decades or a number of years, I always say this in my share uh, at meetings or even with people in recovery, you join the what's called the no matter what club. That means if somebody passes, if any tragedy, whatever happens, you lose your job, you don't pick up nothing. You maintain your sobriety. And so the mindset for me in this situation is no matter what, my faith will not waver. No matter what happens, I'm standing on his promises. I've been out of work full-time since October. I've worked on part-time and gig jobs, you name it, but I kept standing on his promise of to never leave or forsake me. And just yesterday, I was offered a position for what I want to do, which is hospice chaplain and full-time excellent pay, excellent benefits, but it's the mindset, you know, just knowing what God has for those who diligently seek him. So I just wanted to share those thoughts. Thank you so much. And that song, How I Love Jesus, it's, it's a love story. What he did for us is a love story. 
the greatest Amen. love of us. It is a love story. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I, I love that no matter what club. I like that. Thank you, Sylvia. I uh, forgot who was next. Prosperous. It was me, Prosperous. <clears throat> yeah, just real quick. I just love how God, um, how he reveals me. Like I was, he revealed, he was able, I was able to look at myself and see areas that I could continue to grow in. Even in terms of offenses, we're studying that on the women's call. Because um, I was, I, I love to reflect on uh, what, what Jesus went through because it reminds me of, it, gives, it changes my mindset. Like, and I was thinking about when Judas came, his friend, and I was just thinking, I had a flashback. I was like, I know I would have been like, oh, no, it's not this one. No, you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Just your, my mind would go real fast about it. But it's like, he, he just stayed in love. He just stayed loving. So um, I just love that. And just um, God bless everyone on the call. Thank you, Pastor. Anybody else? You know, we're I not going to be to do it. Huh? Oh, hey. I think I got it together now. I can tell you. Great declaration. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is Restore Rochelle. But um, when I think about it, and not just Calvary, but it started with the plan and the birth, the life, the death, the life, the death, Calvary, death, and how he rose again. That puts me in the mindset of, I I can do anything if he came and endured the plan, excuse me, that he even came and took himself, wrapped his, his deity up in flesh to show us that we can do it. New mercies every day. He just went on. He Did he have new mercies every day? He was just walking in the plan. But we got, he gave us extra benefits. And when we think about that, I always say um, it was, it's not just the redemption, but it's uh, the restitution that we pay daily for what he's done, the ultimate sacrifice. Um, that was just so good. It was so good. So I love you, sis. Thank you for your share this morning. And I hope we all just remember it started with the plan. Calvary sealed the deal. God bless you. Right. And and the plan was not a, oops, we blew it with Adam and Eve. It was the plan from the beginning. Um, you know, one of the things that we can do, and then I'm going to give you guys time back because um, we don't we don't need to, you know, keep hold hold you if um, if there if there aren't any more comments. Um, and it's cool. This is this is one of those. Yesterday's um, share was one of those. You know, man, let me think through some things. Today was another one. Um, And it's necessary. It's necessary for the times that we're living in. Jesus is soon to return. He's soon to return. They used to say it when I was a little kid. Listen, (laughs) the signs of the times are everywhere. He's soon to return. Um, and you can believe that or not. It's up to you. But I, 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 as we, as we are, as the heat is being turned up, y'all, we gotta, we gotta make up our minds about stuff. No more nilly willy, and you know, he know my heart. Yeah, the heart is, is um, deceitfully wicked. The heart, our heart. That's what the word says. Our heart. Have your heart had you chasing after some stuff? You was like, oh my God, what in the world was I thinking? I wasn't. I was being led by my heart. Um, and so, um, 
I I um I I like to you know there's most of the stuff that's on TV now is garbage, you know. Um, it's hard for me, and I'm, 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 and I don't know. Maybe it's just me that I'm super sensitive. My spirit is super sensitive to a bunch, a whole bunch of profanity and and um, sex and shooting. Every time you turn around, somebody every show is about somebody being murdered or somebody being getting getting more graphic and graphic. And so what I've done is that I've um, I have audible books because I don't really have the time to read because of school. And by the way, I graduate May the 12th, 2023. Thank you, Jesus. I did it. Yeah. Um, but, but so I don't, but I've always loved to read. And so what I did was I got audible books and I like, I like, you know, I like stories. I like fiction. And so for me, my, while I can get books that I can read about improving stuff, I need the books for the entertainment because I think so much in you know what like these last these last this last little class that I have it's 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 just a lot of thinking a lot of writing and preparing and researching and so um I I read or I listen to Christian novels and one of the what the book that I'm reading now is um it's about uh King David you know being on the run so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook this up to mindset um it's about David and you know the you know how he was um anointed as king but Saul's um I think Saul was bipolar I could be wrong but because you know, I'm not a um I'm not a I can't diagnose people but anyway it's called Michael a novel um and it is um at any rate I won't go down on detail but as I was listening to as I was listening to the narrator um she's not the best narrator but whatever as I was listening to her, I began to, and I know it's fiction. I know that what they've done is they've taken scriptures and they've um, they've written um, the the narrative around it, right? And it's it's pretty biblically sound, but again, it's fiction. It's not the truth. You can't take it at oh, this is what really happened. You can't do that. And so I thought about David and what I know about him from my own research, how he was anointed as king as a youngster. And then he had to go back to tending his father's sheep, which is not a very pleasant job. You're outside a lot. You stink. <laughs> they wore sandals. You can imagine some of the stuff they stepped in, right? And and then from there, how he, you know, had the courage to fight Goliath. That courage came from God. Um, and how that he used his heart to help settle Saul when he the 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 he had demon demonic episodes that he had all the time, right, to help calm him down. The music that he would play would calm Saul down. If you don't know what I'm talking about, oh, my God, you should Google um, Bible story about King David or Bible story about Saul. I think it's going to be like in First Samuel or whatever, but whatever. Just Google. It's amazing reading, right? And so um, I thought about how that he was anointed as king, but he couldn't do anything yet. He had to wait because there was already a king. He was going to replace Saul. But all of the things that he was, Saul became jealous of him, envious of him because the anointing moved from Saul because of his disobedience. He made a choice. He made a decision to be disobedient and go ahead of God. And so God removed the anointing from him. He allowed him to remain in office, but he removed his anointing. And so now Saul is out on his own. And so um David is is now hunted by Saul 
even after all that he did, all of the triumphs that he made, he got jealous of him. David had to hit, hide in caves. He, he lived the life of a nomad. And slowly but surely, people started to, um, the people of Israel started to follow David because they realized Saul was just plain out wicked and that he was not following the law of God and they didn't want to be associated with it. Not everybody, but many defected from Saul. My point is the mindset that David had to have to believe God. After all that he went through, Saul, he married, um, David married Michael, a woman. Her name was Michael, Saul's daughter. But Saul, um, when David escaped from, um, from um, one of, <laughs> one of uh, Saul's um, uh, uh, temper tantrums, he threw a spear at him. At one of those occasions, anyway, David had to escape to save his own life. And Saul was so angry with David that he ultimately annulled his marriage with Michael and gave her to another man. Um, David suffered many losses. He went without food and, and, and shelter. Like, it was horrible in our eyesight. Like, it would make you think, now, did you really anoint me as king? Because if you did, what is all of this? Why am I? running from people. People were murdered because they, Saul found out that they helped him and just all kinds of things. But I, again, I'm going back to the mindset. He would always go back to what Samuel, the prophet who anointed him as king, told him. David believed it. And years later, David ultimately became king because Saul and his lineage were killed in battle. So my point to you is, that some people or the enemy might try to make us think, oh, that was Jesus. He was, he was God too. He was, but when he was here on earth, he, he took on the form of man. And he, he acted and did and was subject to the same things that we are, our, our fleshly body are. And though Jesus made decisions to remain here and to follow through unwavering determination to complete the plan, like somebody said earlier, he could have changed his mind about it. Okay, so let's just say you have an issue with my case study, Jesus as my case study. But David was a regular old guy. His, his father didn't care for him. His family mistreated him. It's rumors that he was a love child. I don't know if that's true or not. But again, he was, he was not somebody that was fully embraced. He was discarded. Yet God made the choice to anoint him. Some of you have been discarded by your family. Some of you, people don't really care for you. For whatever reason, they just they see something on you. They don't even know what it is, and it causes them to be jealous. You survived, you know, being on drugs. You survived the bankruptcy. You survived. You, you went back to school. And got, like, yeah, that makes some people, you show them up. We show them up. And it, it can make them jealous or envious of us. Or just because I'm saved, somebody might not like me. Or because I got... I used to have long hair. Now I have short hair. Whatever the reason. We don't, people don't even have to have a race. I just don't like her. I just don't like him. Right? Some of us have been in situations like that where we've been abandoned. David was abandoned. It felt like he was abandoned by God, but he wasn't. God was with him all every step of the way, year after year, um, as long as he built up, as long as he remained faithful. He wrote many of the Psalms during that time. 
Um, but at any rate, my, my, my thing to you is this, and then I'm going to close. Nothing is impossible with God. You guys, really, it really isn't. Nothing is impossible. Our situations that we face today, it's not impossible. And all we have to do is make a decision. <laughs> Repent. Begin to do the work. Not by ourselves, but partner with the Holy Spirit to help us do the work. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word that went forth. Thank you for those that remained on the call. Thank you for those that will listen to the playback. Thank you for what you're doing in their hearts and in their minds and helping them to understand that they can make a choice to change their mind about the way they feel about things. They can make a, they can change their mind about their situation and that you will help them. We ask God that you would protect us as we go throughout our day, those that are already in the marketplace at work on their way to work getting children ready for school, on their way to school, um, whatever they have to do today. We praise you and thank you, God, for doing something supernatural for them. Impose your super on their natural. God, do something that blows their mind. To encourage them, to provide for them, give them peace, heal their bodies, give them direction, give them wisdom. Give them understanding. Give them a greater reverence for you. God, do something special for them so they can benchmark today as the day of beginning to do new things, to change old habits. In Jesus' name, we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Listen, hopefully you can call back tonight. Yes. I just want to give um, the scripture you were is Revelations 12 um, and 11. And I also just want to remind us that all that we've um, listened to about mindset, don't be sober-minded today. Don't celebrate what the world is saying. Today is 420. It is a day of mercy and grace. So be ye not conformed with the stuff that's going on. Don't go out there and alter your mind because people say it's a day to celebrate and get high and alter your mind. I just want to share that. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, y'all, go be great. Go be the light that somebody can see and want what you have. Love, y'all. Love you. Have a great day, everyone. Love you back. Have a great day, everyone. Love you. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you all.